Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I want to give hope to every Christian as you guys journey with me through this podcast that you too are an ambassador, okay? This is not the one ambassador's podcast. This is the ambassador's podcast. So you're an ambassador, I'm an ambassador. And that is something that should never be stolen from you. No one should tell you a lie, convince you, tell you something like, no, how can you be an ambassador? Listen, listen, the fact that you heeded the call from Jesus Christ and you listened and you were obedient and you loved Jesus because he loved you first. Listen, you are the chosen child of God. And for that very reason, you are an ambassador for his holy kingdom, which is here right now. Now we can talk about that some more and I'd like to, but I want you to be assured of something. A responsibility that's upon your shoulders to represent the kingdom of God. Now, now, now you can imagine this is something that's not given to everybody, but it's been given to you. God chose you. God saw not just how wonderfully and fearfully made you are, but the absolute potential that's inside of you to be the best representative of his holy kingdom that you can be. I mean, you have the total capacity to do so. Now, if you ever feel like you're, you're coming short, if you ever feel like you're not able to do it, this is what you do. Let me tell you what you do. You honestly say, Holy Spirit, I need your help right now. Empower me to continue to be a true, godly and holy and perfect representative of you alone. God, my Father, through Jesus Christ, I call upon that level of empowerment over your life that you will not ever feel despondent so much so that you feel like you are incompetent that you are unable that you are just absolutely not worthy these are the things we know where they come from we know where those kinds of utterances come from and we're not going to indulge them we're not going to allow them to be part of our lives we're not going to let them ring true in our minds. Every morning when you wake up, have a new sense of understanding upon your life, a refreshed identity, knowing clearly and obviously that you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ. <laughs> if anybody's out there, anybody who's like me, when I thought about this idea, it overwhelmed me a little bit. I thought to myself, oh my goodness. Can I truly represent Jesus Christ himself, the one and only begotten Son of our Lord? Can I actually be a representative of Jesus Christ? Now, before I, I even get into it, before I even get into it, let's look at the great man upon whom the first churches were built. That's Peter. Peter rejected Jesus Christ. He was called into association three times and he denied three times 
But then three times he said, I love you. And three times he admitted to the call that I will do it. Now, now you have a simple choice. I, I guarantee it to you. It's not a hard choice. I urge you, as you have loved Jesus Christ from before, continue to love him. And if you continue to love him, there's no way that when somebody asks you, are you a Christian? You'll say, no, 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 no. You will say, yes, of course I am. I would like to know, are you a Christian? And if you're not, I would like to encourage you, encourage you to know more about your Lord and personal Savior. Being a representative of Jesus Christ is empowering, okay? It's absolutely empowering. It sets you apart. If you ever felt like, oh no, you are just like everybody else, you know, you don't know how to distinguish yourself from anyone in your family, anybody at work, anybody at school. You don't know how to separate yourself in the world. Be separated by the idea that you are a chosen ambassador. Now that is quite clear. As a chosen ambassador, you may be a representative in your home, a representative in your workspace. And by the sheer capacity that's been granted unto you, you are the only one that can do what you ought to do. And I mean, this is the cool thing for me. We find that people have so many talents, so many gifts, like the things that you can do, nobody else can do them. So why would you shy away from not fulfilling your true potential as a representative of Jesus Christ because we we know this for facts we know this for truth that you are the only one that can change that industry you are the only one that's holding that office space together you're the only one that can achieve that dream but there you are the one and only representative of Christ with that measure of propensity that level of capacity and you're not sure. You're not sure that God has given that to you. I want to assure you, God has given that to you. No, no, no. You've got to be thinking right now, why? Why did God give me that capacity? Why does God want me to represent Him? I, I mean, if you're not asking that, God bless you. Don't ask that. <laughs> but if you are, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians verse 5. I mean, chapter 5, verse 20. Let's go back. It says, And now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us. What is that? What is that? Did you hear that? As though God was pleading through us. Meaning God, through you, through me, through us, the body of Christ, is making an appeal Who's he making an appeal to? God is appealing to those who don't know him. You could see the world today. You can see it with your own eyes. You watch the television. You know, in South Africa, people, hey man, it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. But I tell you, you are the one to fix that mess because you are the one that has all the measure of creativity to restore peace because you, you are the one who's holding the peace now you got to share that peace. Let your peace come out in your family. If you feel like there's turmoil going around in your family, you feel like, like, like your neighbor doesn't have peace, you need to go out and render peace. Let your peace be upon your neighbor. Listen, you have the capacity to do things you don't know. 
I know a lot of people are not sure about what it is that God has put in their lives. They're not quite clear about that level of skill that God has put inside you. God is building up a, well, not building up, but a setting up, okay? He is setting up a kingdom, one that will be made manifest where you live, wherever you live. The kingdom of God, the presence of God will be there. Now, do you believe that the kingdom of God is here right now? Let me do a quick teaching. Just focus on the prayer that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ told us to pray. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Now tell me, where should that kingdom come to? And the minute you realize where that kingdom has to come to, you'll realize that as a representative of that kingdom, as an ambassador, you know what an ambassador is, you do. So virtually, okay, from the spiritual perspective, you have a mandate. You are being caught. Listen, everything that you may be afraid to do, don't be afraid because you have what they call immunity. Immunity to do everything you are supposed to do. You have a covering, in other words. That's how we speak in the Christian community. We talk about a covering. But in diplomatic speak, it's called immunity. No one can touch you. No demon, no satanic, no witch, no occult spirit. Nothing can touch you. Any curses coming against you, they will not prosper once you take on the responsibility of establishing the kingdom of God. There is no way. Look, you'll face persecution. That is not what I am stating. I'm not telling you that you will... You won't suffer a bit, get hard pressed a bit. I'm not telling you that at all. I'm telling you that you'll overcome. That's exactly what I'm telling you. That the minute you take on this identity of saying, I am a representative, I'm a representative, I represent, that is what I am. I'm a Christian who follows the teaching of Jesus Christ. I will to have the Holy Spirit work in me, guide and instruct and correct and teach me at all time by counseling me, letting me know where to go, when not to go, how to go and how not to go, what to say and what not to say. Listen, the Holy Spirit can do things you have never known before. The Holy Spirit can make you creative. I've seen it. I can testify. Not from just my own personal experience but I've seen it and I've seen it as a true testimony the Holy Spirit can make you have a PhD in a domain you haven't even set foot in that classroom for that particular subject matter I could tell you that is possible that is the reality of having the knowledge granted by the one who is the creator the establisher through whom all things listen an engineer needs materials that God has already made to make a bridge you need the materials that God has made and then you may need the Holy Spirit to put in the same level of capacity of reasoning and logic and comprehension in you to settle your spirit to achieve something that has never been achieved you will build a greater bridge than somebody who spent six years at a great institution. That is possible. I'm not encouraging it. I love people to get degrees. I've got one, get one too if you must. But listen, what I'm telling you 
is that the Holy Spirit can do stuff like that. The tabernacle and the temple of God was built on the instruction of God. Not any wisdom teaching or knowledge teaching from any scholarly institution of that time. It was under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through the word of God from heaven above. That's the reality of things that can be made here on earth. You can design a computer application purely from the inspiration of God. Let's get back to why you need to be appealing for God. God is appealing through you, so you must appeal for God. Why do you need to do that? Now this is where I believe every single one of us as ambassadors of this great kingdom should never ever get confused as to the great importance. Now this is going to take forever because I have no short way of saying it. I have no easy way of saying it. It breaks my heart even the minute I start speaking about it. But as a Christian community we should never ever get tired. Never ever get tired of doing what? You ask. Don't ever get tired of trying to reconcile others to God. Today some of us are no longer reconciled. This chapter speaks about something that maybe has gone amiss. You know, when we accept salvation, we come before God and God looks at us and we confess to him that we have sinned and we say to our Lord, Lord heavenly Father, we have done wrong by you. We have thought to do things through our own knowledge. We have thought to see by our own might and power where we can end up. But today is the day where we have finally realized, not even finally realized, but we totally acknowledge that we are nothing without you. And that if we continue to cleave unto you, the tree of life, the stream of life, you, the bread of life, we will have that life in abundance. We come at the point of salvation declaring that God is the only source that we need. And so this source must transform our lives. Clothe us with a new spirit. Transform every manner of thinking that we have. Restore our hearts from hearts that are totally distant from him to hearts that are totally in love with him that's absolutely what happens when we come to the point of salvation we reconcile ourselves to ourselves we say no longer shall we be the ones in control of our lives we say you who made our lives be in control of our lives that's what we do when we say the lord's prayer that's what we do when we take on the salvation that's what we do when we receive the baptism we say to god we declare, we confess, we say, no, 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 no longer shall it be that our lives will belong to the devil, will belong to the world, will belong to ourselves. But we die to all manner of those things and we wish to live in you, Christ Jesus. And once we do that, we commit ourselves to a supernatural phenomena wherein we become one with Christ Jesus. We find ourselves in onement. This is the process of atonement, where no longer do you see Robin, no longer do you see Dimakazo, no longer do you see Stephanie, 
but you see Christ Jesus in the individual because now I am telling my soul as I begin to become in oneness as I begin to stand in oneness with Christ Jesus I tell my soul I, I train my spirit to listen on a daily basis to the Holy Spirit like honestly Holy Spirit continue to speak to me honestly Holy Spirit I desire your will I desire your desires so that your desires become my desires and in so doing now this is very clear I am reconciled my account of bad will not outweigh my account of good because I've been transformed restored this is the point of reconciliation where I totally say I demand of myself a righteous life I demand of myself a holy life I demand of myself a godly life I demand that every single day I will wake up with a picture of I need to hit the goal of being perfect because God and Jesus Christ are perfect this is not a narcissistic idea this is quite an important idea if you set up kind of in the psychological you know realm of things if you set up a goal for yourself that I want to be perfect today that's your goal the goal is to be perfect be perfect because Christ Jesus is perfect if being perfect for the day means that you wake up early you exercise you drink water you pray and you meditate and you clean your body and you're fresh and you look well and you dress well and you commit to every plan that you've set out every obligation that you have to do and at the end of the day you come back feeling accomplished then that is perfect for you for that day listen perfection is not this unattainable thing perfection is your standard you are the child of god so thus you must be perfect so don't ever say to yourself i can't be perfect because i don't look perfect i don't come from a perfect house i don't i don't have everything i i just i want to have you see those are the things of the devil all those things that seek to corrupt your mind to tell you that you are not fearfully and wonderfully made that you do not have everything you need and if you come to your lord and savior you won't get what you've asked for if you have faith those are the things of the devil don't hold on to what you're not hold on to who you are and as we come to this full understanding of reconciliation again i say it in clear clear breath reconciliation is the most powerful thing I really want to like take a breath right now and let's say I want to really try my best to make sense of this word reconciliation. In South Africa, I think it was in 19 um 96 if I'm not mistaken. After apartheid, we had uh, the TRC. The TRC was the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Now, the word reconciliation, it is was it was an attempt by the government and all members of society i believe i believe look i was what how old was i then i think i was 2 years old but i believe that south africans at the time believed that there was some bit of wrong that was done in the past accounted for by 400 plus years of colonial oppression that some way somehow could be remedied through the commission so they needed to reconcile all of those wrongs they needed to say to everybody who suffered all throughout those many years the trauma 
they wanted to reconcile peace to their minds peace to their spirits many people even got money compensation you know but that was never going to solve the issue because the issue is is a deep scar that cannot be filled with material gains so i think as you look at south africa today i want you see this is a conversation that even now as i speak it's quite obvious that um there there was a there's a spirit that is at work there is a spirit that's at work in south africa that is causing south africa for an example now this is not unique to south africa but the spirit is the hindrance to reconciliation we cannot reconcile ourselves with ourselves we've called ourselves to this mission but we have failed that's why the truth and reconciliation commission didn't last as long as it should because both sides of the party decided that they don't want to go on anymore they don't want to be reconciled now imagine if you never became reconciled with your god where would you be today as a christian you are reconciled with your god your life has more life your life has abundance you have a future beyond futures listen today as a reconciled child of god you are blessed so indeed reconciliation comes with blessings now i think i think in accounting if i'm not mistaken um you'd want to reconcile an account from a debt so you want to credit you know so you'd want to have a positive balance so pretty much reconciliation is always about positivity kind of going from a negative to a positive okay i don't know what that thing is called osmosis <laughs> anyway the transfer of of something i don't know i'm not a scientist but the point being reconciliation is the point of this total representation as you represent yourself in the world as i represent myself into the world as my daily life goes on hear me clearly it will be that if i strive to obtain this level of perfection this level of holiness this level of godliness i will be able to be a true representative of god in the face of all situation because i will have my mind fixed on the things above things that are above would be the kingdom of god and jesus christ being enthroned my god will be the thing that i focus on daily and that will be made manifest i will display the fruits of the spirit in every occasion because i would have fully embraced who i am a spirit being a child of god in me i am being transformed both in spirit in heart and in mind i will be transformed to love my god totally i'll be transformed to listen and to obey my god fully this is the thing okay about being a representative you don't just go around representing something and then you don't love that thing now we see it a lot today this is why i like to keep this representation narrative quite distinct when we talk about ambassadorial ship today the term ambassador is associated with brand ambassadors people who are pretty and uh, famous or something like that and they represent a product for uh, the sake of making money so they probably don't even love the product that they represent 
Now for that particular reason, that is a poor, poor, poor example of an ambassador. I don't even totally believe that that's even what the word means. To represent something that you don't love or have any total loyalty or allegiance to, that is not an ambassador. Okay? So those brand ambassadors, those people that are out there just trying to get money and be affiliated with a particular brand, that is not it. That is not what we are talking about. So if we get a distinct uh, separation between those ambassadors and perhaps the stately ambassadors, the people who represent their country. Now, the stately ambassador are the people who leave their home leave their nationality, leave their country to go to a foreign place. Okay, a foreign place. Now listen to this. They go to a foreign place and they may not be comfortable. Chances are you may get attacked. You may be asked questions. You may be put under pressure. Asked, what are you doing here? What makes you think you are better than us? What makes you think you can bring and influence us with your country's ideals and ideology and beliefs? So then the ambassador of the country that has sent them will at all times need to be protected. So in diplomatic uh, culture, we have something called diplomatic immunity. Now you see, here I want to also emphasize that this person who's under this amount of pressure in this scenario, clearly needs to believe in the things that they've been sent to do. That's why many ambassadors are sent to represent the current cabinet of the country, or they are sent to represent the president of that country at the time, so that they may further the ideals of the president of the country at the time. So it's quite clear that the president will not send somebody who doesn't agree with him. So at this point in time, I want to emphasize that God will not send anybody that he knows won't agree with him. So to be sent by God, to be an ambassador of God, you must agree with God. And it says in Amos, how can two people walk together if they don't agree? You must agree with God. I tell you, if you agree with God, you will prosper. That is, that's as simple as I could put it to you. I don't want to emphasize too much. I don't want to tell you things that you don't want to hear. But I'm going to tell you as simple as it is. If you walk with God, granted that you agree with God, you will prosper. It's as simple as that. Now imagine prospering with such a title as ambassador. You are a representative of the kingdom that was formed before the foundation of the earth. The kingdom of God existed before earth existed. Listen to this. Before God made in the beginning, in the beginning, God made the heaven and then earth was created. Listen, the heavens and the earth will disappear, but the word of God shall not disappear. Now listen to this. We are promised a future. Okay. So as things stand, this is not the full display of the future that is ahead of us. Now we are learning day by day through the understanding the, the mysteries, pardon me, the mysteries of this Bible that we have a kingdom that existed before what we see today. How exciting is that knowledge 
that there is something that exists that is totally greater than what we experience here today. And it says in the Bible that they knew, the biblical patriarchs, they knew that their lives are not stuck, are not um, meant to be here. They knew that by faith they are foreigners in the land and they are searching their holy city. Now let's keep searching for our holy city. And as a representative of that city, continue to, to reconcile people to who they are meant to be. Reconcile them to the balanced order of their identity. People are split between hot and cold, not sure who they are, what they are. Let them know that they are the perfect creations of God, loved and fearfully and wonderfully made. Reconcile your family. Reconcile somebody you know. This is the whole purpose of being a representative of the kingdom of God sent by Christ Jesus, inspired and empowered by the Holy Spirit, is that every single day we must do what Christ Jesus commands us to do, is to spread the word so that everybody who lives knows the word. We cannot be on a bus with somebody. We cannot be on an aeroplane with somebody. We cannot be in a theater hall waiting for the movie to start in silence with somebody who does not know about Jesus Christ. It is Erical that you can be an ambassador and nobody knows who, what you represent. People, you've seen it many times, the ambassador who often, well, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny thing, but the ambassador of the countries that go to these pageants, they wear sashes. I'm talking, of course, about the Miss World and the Miss South Africa and the Miss Peru and the Miss Mexico and the Miss Nigeria. They wear sashes. The sash is a clear display of who this, this person is representing, what this person is representing. Now, I don't suggest that you wear a sash, <laughs> but if you'd like to, go ahead, wear the sash. Let people know that I represent the kingdom of God at every turn, at every corner, at every opportunity. If it comes to pass that you sit down at a restaurant and you're all by yourself, don't be shy to pray and bless the food publicly. Bless the food publicly. Showcase your faith. Showcase your love for God and trust for God. Don't ever become a closeted Christian. Not in this generation. Not in this season. Not when there's been coronavirus and people are dying left, right and center. Not in this, the last days. This today is not the last days. But we are living in a period of time where we still are not sure if tomorrow is the hour or whenever, 10 years, 100 years, 1,000 years may be the time. But what is clear is that right now when people are leaving this faith, it cannot be that you or I continue this kind of culture of hiding our faith, pretending like we are ashamed of the kingdom we come from, the kingdom that is ours, the kingdom that that is um that 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 is enthroned that is that has the the kingdom that has the king of kings that has the enthroned king our lord and savior jesus christ we cannot be ashamed of that kingdom 
I see a lot of people like in South Africa for one. See, this is what stum- had me stumbling my words right now. And it's this tragic thing that's happening in, in Swaziland. I'm seeing now in Swaziland today, the people are rejecting their king. Pardon me. That's why I, st- I was stumbling my words. The Spirit of the Lord reminded me now of what's happening in Swaziland. The Swati people are rejecting their king. And you see what happens when people rebel and reject their king. There is bloodshed, there is turmoil, there is war, there is a separation. Now the Swati king has left his kingdom and he has come to South Africa. This is a horror. I tell you this for free. The kingdom of heaven is in perfect condition. The king is still enthroned. There is no disorder. Even when there was rebellion, the angels had to leave the kingdom. The king did not leave the kingdom. The king is still enthroned until the end of ages. The king shall be enthroned. Whether you rebel, you leave. The king doesn't leave. But that's what happens in the world. That's what had me stumble. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing that level of revelation. That we represent a king that does not vacate his throne. We represent a king that is still enthroned in power and authority over all other kings. Every king shall bow before our king. So we cannot be ashamed. We cannot be ashamed. We cannot be like the people that want to put to shame our king. People are trying to shame the king of kings. Can you believe that? What a travesty. I'll slow it down for now. I've already gone 40 minutes. I pray that this podcast episode blesses you. It encourages you. It illuminates and shines a light upon your identity so that as you wake up the next day and the following day after that, you'll continue for the rest of your life in this clear identification that you are a chosen child of God who should identify themselves evidently, clearly, as a representative of the holy kingdom of God, that you are the chosen, anointed, appointed, and qualified child of God. You lack nothing. You have everything. You are empowered for this generation, the generation that can last 10 days, 14 days, 100 days, 1 million days. It may last many, many days. This is a generation that you are not in control of. Only God is in control. But He has risen you, appointed you, kept you for a time such as this, that you may realize His mercies every day still, that you may continue to grow and be empowered and be established as a true, true child of God, loved, beloved by Him. Thank you, Jesus, that a day like this has come to pass. That the children of God may come to the full realization of who they are and what they should be doing. Proudly, confidently and boldly, courageously so. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I bless you all. I love you. This has been Robin on the Christian Ambassador Podcast. Till next time, God bless you. Hi there. For more content, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Christian Ambassador Podcast. Hey, please also leave a review. Till next time.